0: bring a whole lot of meat in honor of Shane whatever um <laughs> no it's just no it's, it's not all about him but I'll you know, it can be whatever um so do keep that in mind that we will be having for Sunday meal the next week is uh, Mother's Day so please keep in mind that you need to bring your mom or if you're a mom then you need to bring your kids and we would like to have everyone make a short little video about... It can be your know, favorite memory of your mom. It can be... Or, you know, if you don't have any really great memories of your mom, it can be, <laughs> you know, favorite memory of, of one of your kids. Uh, you know, you're being a mom. You just love it so much. Uh, if you, <laughs> you want to tell the best advice... That your mom gave, something like that. So, we would like for you to make a really short, no more than thirty seconds, if you can, if you can narrow it down to that. And if you record yourself in portrait, right? Is that the, is that right? When it's this way, when your phone's that way. If you record yourself in portrait, then that's better. And uh, you can send that to either email Jeff or. Or send it through text if you can, if, if it's not a very long video, it'll send that way. But we would like for everybody to send something about their mom. We're going to compile a video and show it on Mother's Day because mothers are very special. Amen. And if you have not yet brought anything for the month of April, our theme is shower stuff. So please bring uh, washcloths or shower caps or, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one who ever uses a shower cap anymore but, uh, <laughs> but uh, kid, anything that was uh, soap anything that is not liquidy okay so please please bring those things we would like for you to participate you guys have been doing great if you don't have any money to participate bring a shoe box if you if you don't buy new shoes then bring some money if you'll gather up some coins or something and and we can pay for the shipping that is going to be very important that we that we get that done amen so we are oh golly, we are glad that you are here (laughs) the other day bless us and we have to at work we have to wear masks all the time and i was working with this little girl and we were out in the hallway and and she looked at me and she said miss williams you got something on your face and when you know when you have your mask then you're really focused on the eyes she said miss williams you got you got something right here and I said, okay, well is it makeup? Or she said, I don't know, it's just something right there. And so I was wiping, and I said, okay, is it gone? And she said, no, it's still there. And so I got out my phone, and I was looking at myself, and I was like, I don't, it just, is it makeup? Because that under there supposed to be there. She said, no, I don't, I don't think so. And so I kept wiping, and the more I looked, it was like, oh, well, there's, you know, little, um, hmm, little i'm getting older so (laughs) so she had she was like pointing out the (laughs) pointing out the um the wisdom there underneath my eyes and uh and i it oftentimes when we look at others in any type of criticism we don't know (laughs) we don't know what it is they're going through we don't know what it is, why it is that they are having the, the things go on in their life. So we should show grace and compassion to everybody. Amen. Let's stand and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to you. God, we give you praise and honor and glory for all that you do and all that you are. God, we just lift you up and bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you that you have given us life and life more abundantly. Lord, that you've brought us into your house and that you've allowed us to fellowship together. God, I thank you for this opportunity to worship you and to bring our our needs to you. God, to corporately bring our song to you, to lift up our hands in worship. God, to clap our hands in worship, to recognize who and what you are. God, I pray that you would have your will in each and every life. God, you see each person person who's here today, and you knew that they'd be here even before they did. And God, I just ask that you have your will in each life. God, there is no one who has come here by accident, but you have a plan and a purpose for every person who is watching virtually, for every person who is here live. God, the needs that we brought in with us today, I ask that you meet those needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God, accept our worship today. Help us to honor you and please you in all that we say and do. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly trust in jesus name sing that again my hope is built my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly trust in jesus name christ alone cornerstone weak made strong in the savior's love through the storm He is Lord, Lord of all. When darkness seems to hide His face, I rest on His unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale My anchor holds within the veil Christ alone, cornerstone Weak made strong In the Savior's love Through the storm Cheese! save your love through the storm he fire, and heal all my disease, I trust in you, Lord, I trust in you, and I believe you're my healer, And I believe you're my portion Lord, I believe you're more than enough for me Jesus, you're all I need Oh, you hold my every moment you calm the raging sea. You open me through fire and heal my disease. I trust in you, Lord. I will trust. healer, I believe you are all I need, oh yes, you are, Lord, and I believe you're my portion, Lord, I believe you're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need, more than enough, and nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible, no, nothing is impossible for you. You hold my world in your hands And nothing is impossible for you Nothing is impossible, no Nothing is impossible for you You hold my world in your So i believe that you're my healer and i believe you are all i need oh yes you are yes you are and i believe that you're my portion lord i believe you're more than enough for me, Jesus. You're all I need. more than enough for me, Jesus. You're all I need. you're my healer.
0: your holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you,
1: Jesus. You give life So we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. So we pour out our praise to you only.
0: And great are you, Lord. Amen. Give him praise this morning. Just worship him. Thank you so much, Lord, because you are great and greatly to be praised.
2: the Lord for Jesus. I praise the Lord this morning that he has allowed me to be in his house. Is this on? Okay. I don't know what Shane's talking about when he talks about feedback because I'm not hearing any of it. <laughs> but I praise the Lord for you this morning. I praise the Lord for his goodness today. Um, I praise the Lord that it is his breath in our lungs that allows us to even be here this morning. Um, Pastor sends his love um, And says he so much appreciates your prayers And we're working on it Sister asked me, Sister Vicki asked me earlier how's Pastor, I said well He's not batting 100 yet but we're working on it So just continue to pray for him Thank you so very much This morning um, With the new air conditioning unit I hope everybody is nice and comfortable today Um, Praise the Lord Thank you for your giving I I appreciate um, the need being met And I appreciate all your giving and what you do For the Lord and for the church and for his kingdom And this morning if my brother will come And um, to receive your tithe and your offering this morning Praise his name Praise his name He is so good to us He is so good. Father, as we come before you this morning, it's with love and praise and thankful hearts. Thankful, Lord, for who you are. Thankful, Lord, that you have put breath in our lungs, that we're able to go about our daily lives and our daily business. Thank you, God, for jobs. Thank you for help, Lord, to do those jobs. And thank you, dear God, for people that honor you with their giving and obedience to your word. I ask, Lord, today that you would meet every need that of the gift and that of the giver. Today, Lord, I ask your blessing and your will to be done in this service today, and we give you honor and glory and praise for who you are. You are our healer and our provider today. So, whatever we need, you provide, and I praise you for that this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen.
3: When faith is lost, in, my hope exhausted. You will be my strength. When my mind says I'm not.
2: Morning. What are you laughing at? <laughs> anyway, it's good to be here. I'm glad you're all here. And we're glad we have those at home watching. We have a lot of people on vacation this morning, and we have some at home not feeling well. So we will pray that they get to feeling better and pray that the ones traveling get to come home safe. So it's now it's time for to receive our um, prayer request this morning. Gretchen. we will pray that they make home safe this Wiseman I definitely pray for them brother yes sir all the uh, spoken requests. Uh, it's now time for unspoken requests. Raise your hand. Stand with me as we go to the Lord in
0: Hallelujah. What? bless us. Hey, glad y'all are here. Again, glad that y'all are watching. Hello. Um, hope that you are doing well and we are praying for you. So we are... we are all from youngest to oldest, building something young. We built friendships, good and bad habits. <sighs> Positive or negative reputations. All building. The older we get, we wanna build things, you know, more boring things like our credit score. Our <laughs> Yeah, what? <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. Got it, you know, a <laughs> little less exciting than building Lego blocks, but we build our retirement fund we build our investment portfolio yes very exciting some build a family or a physical dwelling place some build a business I've never you know every once in a while we talk about our dream home and like it would look like this it would look like this it'd have this but I have heard and I don't know because I've never built a house Haley and Zach are thinking about building a house saving up some cash to to build a house but i've heard that if your marriage can weather the storm of building a house together that it can it can go through anything and that you guys you know you'll be together for life i do not know about that because you know we've never lord help us we probably could not come to a complete agreement on <laughs> on what that <laughs> on what everything should be like it would you know it would be like my half of the house and his half of the house because we our, our styles are very different but but we're all building something over the next few weeks we are going to take a look at what it is necessary for building we're going to start a series today and the series is called can we build it yes we can for those who <laughs> thank you for those who know anything about bob the builder you've uh <laughs> yeah so there's a little show that a little character named Bob and he had to, he was a, a construction worker and there were times little adventures that he went on in the show to build things and that was the little theme of the show they would say can we build it and he would say yes we can so that is it if you're watching online this is going to be a series for I don't know how long we'll see what happens. And for those here who are taking notes, you know, have out a a few pages, because again, I don't know, we'll see what happens. But I know that for the next couple weeks at least, we are going to be in this series, Can We Build It? Yes, we can. And to do this, to look at this series, we will uh, look a little further into the life of a character that we do not speak of very often, and that is Nehemiah. So we'll be in the book of Nehemiah today, and as far as I know, for the entire series, be in the book of Nehemiah. Now, there are, I think, 12 chapters in the book of Nehemiah. I don't know that it will be a 12-week series. Oh, no, excuse me, 13. I don't know that it'll be a 13-week series, but we'll see what happens. We are going to be taking a look at Nehemiah chapter 1 today. So this character, Nehemiah, we, we see this placed with Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther and it's kind of at the beginning of the Old Testament but in actuality it should have been placed chronologically at the very end because the book of Nehemiah takes place after the exile and after some of the exiles have returned back to Jerusalem the name Nehemiah means consolation of Yahweh. So being comforted or consoled by Yahweh. And that he would be the consolation. So we know some things about Nehemiah. Not a lot, but we'll glean from this book some different things. We know that he was a Jew who was living as an exile in the Babylonian kingdom. And he was, this particular situation was during the reign of one of the king Artaxerxes there were there were numerous ones but this was one of the one of the king artaxerxes this book was written 150 years or so after jerusalem was destroyed so at this time most of the jews were still in the babylonian kingdom in exile 150 years prior to this god had allowed the Babylonians to come in he had allowed the Assyrians to come into the nation of Israel and the Babylonians into the nation of Judah and had brought all the exiles into those respective countries so they had been for numerous generations out of the promised land and here Nehemiah we see was not one of the original exiles of course because he wasn't 150 years old And he did not volunteer to return back to his homeland. In the book of Ezra we see, don't turn to Ezra, but in the book of Ezra we see that there was a group of exiles who was allowed to return to rebuild the temple of Jerusalem that had been torn down by the Babylonians. And they were asking for volunteers. Okay, who wants to go back with us and help to rebuild the temple? And... Nehemiah obviously did not volunteer to go back because he's still in the nation of, well, Persia at this point, but he's still here serving the king. He had been building a home, a career in exile. He was the cupbearer to King Artaxerxes. This was an important, highly trusted position. He would have been daily in the presence of the king, a, a cupbearer, the point of a cupbearer was that they would taste the wine and sometimes the food of the king to make sure that it was not poisoned. So when, when the wine was poured into the king's cup, the cupbearer would taste it and presumably wait for a minute or two to make sure that he didn't drop dead. And then he would take the cup to the king And say, you know, this is fine for you to drink. So this was a very trusted position that the life of the king was in Nehemiah's hand, because he could, in the process of walking over, drop something in the king's drink, and he he was very, very trusted with this position. So here in the book of Nehemiah, we're we're privy kind of to the diary of this man. In verses 1 through 3, it says, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. And it came to pass in the month Chislu, in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach the wall of jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire so in the month chislu this is the end of november beginning of december keep this in mind make a note of this for next week but in the month chislu Uh, Nehemiah had received a visit from his brother and some other Jews who were returning from Judah. In their time of visiting, Nehemiah asked the men some questions. Yeah, how are things going? What's, What's happening? How are the Jews who escaped? He uses the word escaped here, and that means deliverance or remnant of captivity. So how are the Jews, how are the people who went back with you? How are things going in Jerusalem? How's the building going? What's going on? Well, the reply was probably not what Nehemiah was expecting. His brother said to him, Well, the remnant are in great affliction and reproach, disgrace. Jerusalem's walls are broken down, and the gates are burned up. So these men had left about 15 years prior to this time of writing. They had left 15 years ago. Assuming that everything would be going well and that they were going to go in there and they were going to rebuild the temple and, and the, the gates of Jerusalem and everything was going to just go really well and that the uh, worship was going to be reinstituted and everything was going to be fine. Like, we're getting it back. Here's the promised land. We're, we're coming back into it. Yes, everything's going great. But here we hear this bad report. Well, the commentators kind of disagree as to the complete meaning of this if they were merely reporting on the state of the wall from the original exile 150 years prior nehemiah would certainly have known the state thereof so if they're just saying well everything's going bad you know we went over there and the gates were broken down and burned down and the temple's destroyed and we're feeling sad and upset that's possible but not likely because they went with the purpose of fixing things some suggest that after rebuilding the temple the exiles had begun to rebuild the wall which was then destroyed by the enemies of the Jews that's possible but it doesn't exactly line up there's not much evidence to suggest this more likely this is a report from a situation that occurred in the book of Ezra in the book of Ezra chapter 4 you don't have to turn there but if you're taking notes and you're going to look back at it in in uh, Ezra chapter 4 The exiles were rebuilding, and everything was going great. And they had been given the go-ahead by the king, go ahead in there and and rebuild. Yeah, stamp of approval, everything's fine. But the enemies of the Jews began to try their best to destroy and tear down, and they wrote a letter to the king and said, Well, I don't know why you're letting these people build, because they're going to rebel against you. They're going to rebuild their city. They're going to start feeling prideful, and they're going to rebel against you. They're going to rise up as a great nation. They're going to destroy you, tear you down. And Artaxerxes, the same king here, Artaxerxes said, All right, you know what? You may be right. So he sent a letter that said, Stop all building. Stop production. Do not build again until I give you the go-ahead. So for years, they had been in this waiting period. They had been in this time of, are we going to build it? Can we build it? Are we going to be allowed to continue the purpose that we were sent here for? So, this report was so distressing that we see in verse 4. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. So it was so distressing to Nehemiah that he took action. He became passionate about the distress of his people and the disgrace of his nation. And this led him to fast and pray. His passion about what was happening to his people. His upset, his down deep on the inside that that feeling of oh no, what are we gonna do? and God, why is this happening? that distress, and God, what are we gonna do i I, I just need to I just need an answer, so he began to fast and pray, and then in verses five through eleven, we see his prayer, and said, "I beseech ye." O Lord, God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments, let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night. For the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned, We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments nor the statutes nor the judgments which thou hast commanded thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech you the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye return unto me and keep my commandment and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet I will gather thee from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants, and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants whose desire to fear thy name. And prosper, I pray thee, thy servant, this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. So he began his prayer by acknowledging who God is. He first calls him Yahweh. We see Lord here. Oh, Lord. He says Yahweh, the covenant God. And then he calls him the king of heaven. So the one who is high above all things, but yet he sees me. He is worthy of honor and reverence. He comes to God humbly and says, Yahweh, you are the God who made covenant with us. You are the God who does not go back on your covenant. Once you have spoken it, though you are angry, if you spoke it, you can't turn away from your word because you cannot lie. So he comes before him reminding God. And sometimes we have to do that. Come before God reminding him, God, you said this. I may have messed up, but God, you said this. And then he confesses his sin and the sins of all of Israel. God, we are worthy of judgment. We have turned away from you. It's true. We haven't kept your commandments. It's true that that we deserved to be put into exile. Yes, Lord, we did deserve for our nation to be torn apart. We did deserve for the temple to be torn down and for the walls to be torn down. God, we did deserve to go into exile and, and to be punished for this long a time. God, we did deserve it, but... But instead of giving us what we deserve, Lord, remember your words. Lord, you said that if we prayed, if we turned back to you, that even if we were cast into the farthest heavens, that you would gather us back and that you'd put us back into that place that you promised. God, you remember that you said that? Again, sometimes when we're praying, it's a way to remind ourselves. God, this is what you said in your word. You said you'd never leave me. You said you'd never forsake me. You said that you'd be with me until the end of the world. God, you said that you you promised me peace. You said that you promised me joy. You said that you promised me all these things, God, and don't leave me. He said, "Now, hear the prayers that have gone up to you and grant me mercy." in the sight of the king notice his prayer and we'll be talking about this more as the series goes on but grant me mercy in the sight of the king so there are some building blocks here so what in your life your family home church relationships vision was once thriving but has since been torn down often at the death of a dream we question the value of what we wanted in the first place maybe it wasn't that big a deal maybe I didn't need that and we begin to diminish it uh you know I don't receive healing right away well I'll be okay it's fine I, I can I can deal with it it's all right we we don't receive the restoration of relationship right away that's okay I'll I'll be able to to deal with it. It's all right. I'll just have to live this way. You know, it, it's it's all right if I don't see growth in this area or that area. It's okay. It's it's going to be fine. Can I live like this? Well, I guess I'll have to. Can I live with this with this depression and oppression? Can I live with this anxiety? Can I live with this? I guess I'm going to have to. And exile becomes the new normal. Just forget about that hope in the future that you were promised. That was told 75 years ago. That was told 100 years ago. That was told 150 years ago. You can't have that. Surely you would have received it by now if God really meant it. Did you ever hear that? You know, if God really meant to heal you, you would have already been healed by now. Uh if if God was planning to save your kids, then they would have already been in they would have already been in church, they would have already been saved. Now, nah, you might as well just give up on that. You know, if you were gonna be successful in your job, then I mean, it would have already happened by now. <laughs> just give up on that. No, no worries. Perhaps you hear about other people who experience revival, renewal, or even those who are just daring to dream something can be different. Again, Ezra had led a group of volunteers back to the promised land. Apparently Nehemiah's brother went. But he chose, for whatever reason, to stay behind. We don't know. We're not told if he was not old enough to go, if he was, for some reason, not strong enough. We have no idea why Nehemiah decided not to go back with the other exiles to work on the temple. We can analyze his lack of interest in heading back to the temple. Oh, do we do that? Just like sometimes we <laughs> we look at other people's wrinkles. <laughs> oh, he's too comfortable in the palace. That was what his problem was. Yeah, he's got that nice cushy job, handing wine to the king, afraid of the unknown. But, Have you ever felt that way, kind of rooted to the spot that you were in? For whatever reason. But something begins to stir. Sometimes trouble is what gets us moving. When life is grand, and I'm handing wine to the king, I'm in the king's presence, and I'm, I'm important. Oh, yeah. I have favor with the king I'm I'm pouring the wine I'm drinking the wine I'm handing him oh yeah this is all I'm doing all day long just eating the eating the king's food and drinking his wine and I'm good but when that report comes that some things are falling apart (laughs) I begin to feel the moving of the Holy Spirit within my heart when the bad report comes from the doctor. When my job is too stressful to handle it. When the kids are acting ways that you know they didn't learn from you. Them kids are crazy. I don't know. That that must have been from somebody else. You hanging out with the wrong people, you acting like that. We could go on and on with the things that happen in our lives. We, I mean, everybody has something that's going on with them that that happens and you don't know where to turn and you have a choice to turn one way or the other to seek consolation to seek comfort in something that will never satisfy or like Nehemiah to seek comfort from Yahweh because if Yahweh is my comfort then that's a covenant that cannot be broken He promises to be my comfort. The point of this is that the bad stuff can be your foundation because that can get you to the place of beginning to build on something other than what you've been turned into. For this first part of the series, I'd like to give three points. That will get us the foundation of building something. Number one, passion. It will not happen for you until it matters to you. I'll say that again for those who are watching. Because I'm sure y'all all got it. It will not happen for you until it matters to you. Because sometimes stuff goes on and like, "I don't care, whatever." <laughs> the, those people acting crazy, they can just act crazy. But until it comes right on my doorstep, until it affects me, until I see this as a problem, I may not move, and I may not start to pray. But when we are like Nehemiah, and we begin to see the destruction of our people. See, there's no, there's no record that Nehemiah had ever gone to Jerusalem or, or seen the destruction previously. So this delay, this setback, was what caused this fire, the spark within him. It was this hope deferred. It was, okay, well, those people are, are taking care of things in Jerusalem, no worries. And then they come back and they give this bad report. That's what caused a stirring within him. There are a few things that I'm that I'm super passionate about, and I will begin to support and defend and try to get others on board. There are, there are some things with with Jesus that I am super duper passionate about. If y'all get me started on uh, spiritual authority, I'll talk to y'all for a long, long time. Uh, don't if a man were here, she would say, "Don't have her start because she will." But there are other things that I, I'll begin to talk about. I'm I'm passionate about the bees. Yes it's true I'm passionate about the bees Because the bees Are on the endangered species list For the first time ever Since the endangered species list Has been a thing 90% over 90% Of the things that we consume Are pollinated by bees If we don't have bees we don't have Honey of course But we don't have uh, a lot of the vegetables We don't have a lot of the fruit We don't have coffee beans Bees are very important. And the thing is, they're being destroyed. And if you give me a chance to talk about this, I will I will give you some ways that you can help look after bees. But I'm saying this is something that I'm passionate about, and I'll begin to talk about it. So when we get passionate about something, when something really distresses us, it distresses me that, that the bees are dying at such a fast rate. But when something distresses me, that sin is rampant. And that that people are believing lies for the truth. That when Satan is attacking people's minds constantly, when he is confusing them and causing that confusion to turn them against God, because the thing is, if, if Satan cannot get us to believe that God is not real, he will get us to believe that God is not good. So we see lots of a rise in atheism people saying, Oh, there is no God, but if they can't, if you do believe that there's a God, then oh, well, he's not good because he should have done this, but it ended up like this. He should have made me this way, but I'm actually this way. And that's a lie of the enemy, because if he can if he can pervert our minds to think that God is not good then we begin to turn to other things for consolation things that will not satisfy and if we can get passionate about this if we can really and truly and not everybody's going to be passionate about the same thing and that's okay because if each of us can can pick something that god can put within our hearts you know it's upsetting that it's upsetting that so many so many people are are finding that life holds no joy for them. When the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and so if, if I can't find strength in, in the Lord, if I can't find joy in the Lord, then sure, life has no joy, no meaning, no purpose. But if I can get passionate about something, you ever wonder why church serving God can be such a drag? Y'all are like, no, of course it's not. (laughs) It can be such a drag because passion has fizzled out. God, give us the heart for things that matter to you. And again, not everybody's going to have the same passion for the same things. But if we're all working together. The second point. So the first point is passion. The second point is prayer. Only the Lord can turn it around. Nehemiah did not immediately jump on a five-year plan and try to implement the best workers. He didn't try to solve it himself. The first thing he did was to fast and pray. He acknowledged that Yahweh was the only one who could come through. When the enemy, or life, or my own bad choices... (laughs) bring about the struggles that I have, my first step should be prayer. My first step should be to rely on the Lord. Because if my first step is turning to something else, if my first step is turning to something else, then that thing is an idol. If my first, if things are going poorly for me, and the first thing that I do is turn to, an addiction, then that thing's an idol to me. If the first thing that I do when bad news comes is to become angry and bitter, then that is what has control of my life. But my first step, if something's going on with me, I should understand that the answer is in Jesus. That my first step is to turn to Him through prayer through fasting through reading his word that God I can't this thing right here whatever it is cannot satisfy it cannot answer the needs that I have but father I need you I must realize that it is not within my own power to fix it but to turn first in prayer and then be led by the spirit And number three is position. Trust that where you are is where you should be. That's rough sometimes. It's like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) Trust that where you are is where you should be. We tend to criticize. We would look at Nehemiah and we'd say, well, (laughs) his relatives had gone to build the temple. Why didn't he go? His brother went, "Mm, what's wrong with you, Nehemiah? You too good to build the temple? You want to stay in the palace and be all important? Mm Mm-hmm. And we would tend to have that feeling, that attitude about him, but we got to think, why didn't he go? Because he wasn't released to go. Where he was was where he was supposed to be because if he had not been in close contact with the king, If he had not been in the palace, as we hear the very end of his prayer is, Lord, give me favor with the king. Give me mercy with the king. If he had been in Jerusalem and been rebuilding the temple along with all the other exiles, then he would have had no influence to come back and fix what had been broken down. He, didn't, he would not have been able to get in the presence of King Artaxerxes. But God had him placed in the palace for a reason. Where we are positioned can be a setup for where the Lord is taking us. The people around me can, can be a catalyst for where God is taking me. For where I'm heading. The people that I know now. The people that I meet now. The experiences that I'm having right now. Whether good or bad. Can begin to train my heart for what God is bringing about. So, the further we get into this, next week, the week after, however long it goes, for anyone who is part of my class, y'all know I can go on like this forever. Um, <laughs> I'm being, well, kind of. But the, the more we get into this, the more tools that we will have, the more tools that we will acquire for building something. But just be encouraged today that the Lord wants each of us to be a part of what He's building. Each of us has a purpose. Each of us has a purpose. And it may not be the same as, as another person, but each of us has a purpose. Can we build it? Yes, we can. (laughs) Through passion, through prayer, through position. As the music plays, we'll go to the Lord in prayer and just ask Him to begin to work in our hearts, to do in us what He's planning. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you that you know the plans that you have for us. God, that you know from before we were born the plans that you had for us, thoughts of thoughts of peace, hope in a future. God, you know what each and every one of us has within us to accomplish because it's already in there, God. You planted within each one of us gifts and talents and passions. Father God, I pray that you would begin to work and move in each and every one of us. There is no one who is here by accident. There is no one watching who is watching by accident. But God, within each of us, you have placed a passion for something. Whether it's a passion for lost souls, a passion for discipleship, a passion for missions, a passion for children's ministry, God, a, a passion for veterans, a, a passion for the homeless, a passion for your word, for prayer, for fasting, for intercession. God, within each of us, you have put something that can build your purpose. God, I pray that we would begin to to be uncomfortable with the world as He is. God, I pray that there would be a holy discomfort within each of us. That as we see things, that we would begin to understand this is, this is not right. Something has to be done. And Father, instead of us turning to our own power, our own ability, God, I ask that You would turn each of us toward You. Through prayer, through fasting, through your word, through meditation on you. God, I pray that you would begin to change us. God, begin to give us an excitement about what you are going to do, what you can do, what you will do, Father. And help us to trust that where we are is where we should be. That you have divinely appointed Where we are and the people around us. God, that we can trust that you see us. Father, I thank you. I praise you for all that you do and all that you are. God, you are so good to us. We thank you that you have a long-term plan. God, we just lift you up. We bless your holy name. God, we ask you, we ask you in Jesus' name that you would touch each and every heart as we go forth from this place that your word would not return void, but it would accomplish every single thing that you have purposed for it to. And we say, may the Lord bless you and keep you May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. And may he give you peace. In Jesus' precious name, amen.